It's so good to be home. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of A Ogre Till It's Ogre. I'm your usual host, Will, and joining me again is Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. And then joining us over here is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. If you're wondering why we're being so quiet and sneaky, it's because we're hiding in Shrek Swamp. If you don't know, this month, it's Shrek's birthday. Yay. Well, kinda. It's technically Shrek's Shrek 2's birthday, so this is the month that Shrek 2 came out, and as yes. uh, we all know, is the 18th anniversary of Shrek 2. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Shrek 2 can vote. Yes, Shrek 2 can vote. <laughs> Shrek 2 can buy cigarettes. Pornography. Well, not cigarettes anymore, right? I think you have to be 21 to. Buy cigarettes now, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I think I yeah. Know. I think they changed it to 21. Like you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes and jewels now. Hmm. But you have to be 21 to buy jewels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said jewels, and I was like, diamond rings. Like diamonds. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. no like, be, jewels. Is sorry, in, sir. Yeah. You have to be 21 to buy this sapphire. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm not sure. But I think you have to be 21 now. It's the same as alcohol, I believe. Well, that um, would be a good move if that's the case. Yeah. Hey, anyway, Shrek can't is, buy cigarettes yet. Yeah. Well, this I tr- <laughs> go ahead. Well, yeah. So Shrek is, I guess he's like, uh, he's kind of uh, having two dual timelines where like, because right. I, I like to think that every time there's a new Shrek movie, like he has like kind of like a like he's born again. Yeah. Like a boring, but it's like other self is not. Dead, gone. <laughs> so it, it's like a cloning thing where it's like yeah, Shrek, it's Shrek two. Clo- yeah, Shrek two is now a. T- but you know, like, there's only really one Shrek. This character's right. the same, so he just kind of like experiences all of these rebirths at once. It's kind of mm-hmm. confusing, but suffice so to te- say, yeah. What you're saying is, in ten more ten more sequels, we'll get Shrek Endgame. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. But I, I don't know if Shrek really understands or processes all this. We'll have to ask him when he gets here because we're throwing him a big surprise party. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when he's going to show up, but we found it kind of fitting that while we're waiting to have this big birthday party, we'll just uh, go ahead and record a new episode for the month. So, uh, yeah, Shrek 2, yay! Yeah. Yay. So. I, I- yeah. Honestly, I'm a little tripped up, and, and I'm sure our longtime fans will be as well, that uh, they may remember that in season one, Will and I celebrated Shrek 1's 16th anniversary. The Shrek teenth. Yeah, and, and, and here we are, I guess, five years later, uh, doing the... It's, it's just, it's wild how far we've come. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, if you as you may remember, uh, Shrek didn't show up for that one. Right. So uh, I That's really why we went to his place this yeah, time. Yeah, because we 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 did that was our mistake. We did our place. And he didn't even know to come here, which is probably not the wisest move for a surprise party. <laughs> so it makes more sense to actually do it where he is, so we can actually mm-hmm. surprise him. But yeah, this might be the be, big one. I mean, I know that um, Batman Unburied just dethroned Joe Rogan on Spotify. 
uh, for podcasts. Whoa. So uh, I guess I think we might we might be next. I guess so. What, what Batman? What Unburied? I don't know what that is. It's like a it's like a, a story based podcast where like Batman never be, or Bruce Wayne never became Batman, but he's still an extremely skilled uh, forensic scientist and detective. Oh. Hmm. I haven't is actually it like published by DC. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, but it's got it past Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. That's it's wild. got a voice cast and everything. Huh. I haven't actually listened to it yet, but apparently it's really good. Hmm. Well, in any case. Uh, so Shrek's, uh, Shrek 2's actual release date was May 19th, 2004, at least here in the United States. But, uh, today we're recording this, uh, on May 15th and, uh, that would, while it's not technically his birthday and this episode will come out after, uh, the day proper, um, this is technically the 18th anniversary of the day when Shrek 2 premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, I get that it was, like, it's kind of hard to overstress how big of a deal this movie was when it came out, considering how... Well, Shrek 2, like, following up the original Shrek. No, it's hard. You said overstress. I said it's hard to overstate. Sorry, overstate. No, over Shrek. Over Shrek, okay. Uh, It's hard to (laughs) overstate, like, how... Like, this was, like, a huge thing. Like, this was, I think, like, the the third highest grossing... It was yeah. film when it came. It was certainly the highest grossing film of two thousand four. I remember when it came out. It was yeah. It was it was huge. Everyone was so excited for Shrek two. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so it premiered at the biggest film festival in the world, the Cannes Film Festival. But what I find so wild is that it didn't just premiere there. Like, because there's a lot of big films. Like, I think this year Top Gun Maverick is going to mm-hmm. premiere at Cannes, but it's not like in competition. It's not uh, eligible to win the Palme d'Or. But Shrek two was one of the competing films for uh you know the the big prize like it, it in another timeline in a multiverse there's a there's a world where Shrek 2 won the Palme d'Or <laughs> Shrek 2 was also the first animated sequel to get nominated for an Academy Award No kidding Yeah yeah, uh, I was actually going to mention that in a bit, but I'm glad you covered it already. But oh, okay, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll explain why in a bit. But um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Do you know Chris or Matt? Uh, who was the uh, jury president of the 2004 Cannes Film Festival? Uh, I, I it, I'll give you a hint. It's someone you would know, or at least their work you'd know. Uh, he's a famous all. filmmaker. Steven Spielberg. Uh, close. He is an American filmmaker, but not Steven Spielberg. He Francis came, Ford Coppola. Uh, no, not him. But he is a filmmaker who came into fame in the ni- yeah in the nineties, and uh, had his most recent film come out in twenty nineteen. Uh, wait a minute. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Zemeckis. Yeah. No, no, oh, it's Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Ah. Uh, Zemeckis, I would say, came into fame in the eighties, Matt. But I would thought so too. That's why I was a little confused. But uh, yeah, so he was uh, presiding over the, the ceremonies this year. So I, I don't know because uh, it wasn't just him. Obviously, like the jury consisted of like Tilda Swinton, uh, Kathleen Turner, uh, and a few other notable people. But just really funny to me to imagine like Quinn Tarantino and like Tilda Swinton, and Kathleen Turner, and all these other like famous French people just sitting in like a th- private theater somewhere. Yeah, like Watch being like, all right. Let's see what Shrek 2 has to offer. And then, like, they have to, like, have a meeting where it's just like, all right, so Shrek 2, what are we thinking? Giving this a <laughs> Palm Day or? 
what ended up winning that year? It was one of the more contentious wins, I'll mm. say. It went to Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh. The Michael oh. Moore film. Interesting. Which is generally considered one of the weakest uh, Palm Dior wins. Yeah. Some of the other ones that uh, were in contention, uh, let's see. Uh, the Motorcycle Diaries, Old Boy, Ghost in the Shell 2, 2046, the Wong Kar Wai film. Uh, I'd be okay with Old Boy taking the palm from... Uh yeah, Shred I would say two. of the ones, because Lady Killer is also from the Coen Brothers, which is like the one bad Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Uh, but bad by their standards. Yeah. I'm not, oh, uh, Tropical Malady. The rest of these I'm not, I'll admit I'm not too familiar with. Um, but I would say of the ones that were nominated, and this is kind of a overall kind of like, not a bad year, but I would say maybe not like a fantastic year for the uh Cons Film Festival, though I haven't seen a few of these, a few of these titles, but um, I would say certainly I'd give this to Old Boy as well, Chris. I have to agree with you. Um, but I mean, uh, Park Chan Wook's new film, Decision to Leave, is going to premiere at this year's Cons Film Festival, nice. which should be happening or has happened by the time this episode comes out. So that's very exciting. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to get all the Cons Film Festival stuff out of the way. I know Matt, that's not. Uh, maybe an area and expertise for you. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just think that's. I just think it's really fascinating that there was once a time where like the the heads of the Con Film Festival were just like Shrek two, put in the festival. Oh, you like wanted to do like a special screening of it? Nuh uh in competition. <laughs> oh, you know what I just realized yeah. too. This is a tangent, but um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is on Disney Plus now, I believe. Is it now? Or no, no, uh, it's twentieth. Well, I was gonna say it will be. I think by the time Dang this it. episode comes out, but not at the time we're recording it. Darn it! Uh, I was hoping. Never mind. I think this is maybe the episode where we most mentioned like the timeline of yeah. when we're recording <laughs> versus versus like when the episode is supposed to come out. But uh, so be it. Um, anyway, uh, that's my cons talk. I don't know if you guys have any uh, big notes for this month as far as your viewings. Uh, why don't we start with Chris? Um, I don't have a lot. I actually, uh, as I do, um, I bought this movie on Amazon Prime uh, nice. instead of watching it on Netflix because that's whatever. Anyway, Amazon Prime is uh, has this wonderful feature called X-Ray. Oh, oh X-Ray. I, al- almost all my notes, I was going to say... Because of this, because um, I think maybe more than any other film we've recorded, this movie has really bounced between streaming services this year. Yeah, like I've watched this on Roku. Last one I think I watched it on Netflix. I know it's been on Peacock a few times, like on and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also watched it on Amazon Prime this month, and I was taking notes of the X rays as well. But I want to hear the ones that stood out to you, and I'll mention some of the ones that stood out to me. Um, so my favorite piece of trivia is that, uh, first of all, I didn't know this, but, um, Steven Spielberg is an uncredited executive producer on Shrek. Hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, Streamworks, that's his company. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Um, anyway, uh, uh, who's the actress that plays the, the fairy godmother, Susan? Um, oh, no, Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. Yeah. She, uh, auditioned for the role of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. And then she obviously didn't get it. But then she got the role of the fairy godmother because Steven Spielberg saw her audition tapes for uh, Ursula. 
and um, the potion making scene is inspired by Ursula doing the spell to change Ariel into a human. Hmm. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting piece of trivia. I actually found out that the fairy godmother character was supposed to be in the original Shrek. I guess they created for that film, but they cut it out. And I guess when it came time to do the sequel, they were just like, hey, you know, seems like a good character. Why don't we just bring into this film? So I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, speaking of sequels, I've got another trivia. Um, the There was going to be a, a, a sequel thing, a plot thread involving the ghost of Lord Farquaad who is going to be tormenting the, the, the our intrepid trio. Um, but then the mm-hmm. author of the uh, Shrek book didn't like that, so they scrapped it. Huh. Uh, William Steig? 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 Is that the, the author? I don't know. You know, they did use that for the um, old Shrek 4D ride, which I believe is now, it's on like the Shrek Swamp Spooky Tales. That is like the plot is Farquaad's ghost comes back. Okay. So I wonder. I wonder if when they scrapped it for the movie, they were like, "We still want to use this for something," and so they did that. But I don't they, know. They already built the ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a theater, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Anything else, Chris? Yeah, the author of the book is William Steig. Okay. Uh, let's see. Trying to well, I got one. Yeah, while go you're looking. Uh, so Ted Elliott and Terry Rosso who are the uh, screenwriters of the first Shrek film. I guess they were Oscar nominees. They opted out of writing this sequel because they felt the basis for the storyline need to be a traditional fairy tale, and they ultimately disagree with the producer's choice to follow a different plot line. Wait, wait, what? why didn't they want to do it? I'm so sorry. Uh, I guess they, according to them, they, they said the storyline need to be a traditional fairy tale. So I guess like, uh. it had to be based on, like, more fairy tale lore, whereas this is more of like a, like I looked up one of the other uh, facts is I guess Jeff Katzenberg calls his film uh, "Guess Who's Coming to Dinner Meets Shrek," which mm-hmm. I don't know if the blank meets blank thing really works. If the second film is just the first film, <laughs> that, that that's like a sequel to, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I get what he. I, I mean the the idea though is that yeah. like it's based on. It, it very loosely uh yeah it's not a fairy tale as much as right. just a traditional sequel or right movie. yeah i mean it's more like about like kind of like you know in-laws dramas like you know like the you know the question of like can you change yourself for when you marry someone or get with somebody which is like you know like it, like certainly the humor in the story feels more attuned to like uh like what people feel like in a modern sense as opposed to like a sort of ambiguous like fairy tale sense yeah. which maybe why i think some people prefer this film over the first in addition to the um uh comedy being a little bit more pop culture heavy mm-hmm. uh though i think i mean also just like i think some people just don't really like the first movie spend so much time just being like screw you disney like take yeah. this uh, whereas I don't, I mean, that's certainly a big part of it, though. I think the heart of the film in that first movie, you know, makes it not like a big pissing fest. Like it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it has a story to it in real heart. Whereas like, you know, it's not just like only just making fun of Disney, but you know, that's a, that's a whole other tangent. I would, uh, I would say that this movie hangs a lantern on the idea of all movies being like fairy tales quote with quote marks. Um, because, uh, the line where, um, the fairy godmother is talking to Fiona and 
or no, she's talking to Shrek and she's naming all the different fairy tales that don't involve ogres. And she's doesn't she say pretty in pink? Pretty women. One of them. Pretty women. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I've also got confirmation here that uh, uh, Dragon had she. Uh, OK, yeah, this I was going to address this. Yeah. Uh, do you want to address it? I mean, it's it's up to you, but I I, I wrote this. I, I came across this while I was editing the last month's episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I, I think I uh, like you, you were saying that um, it's a canonical answer to right. the question what we were asking. Because yeah. I think they're doing test screenings for the second film or this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like I think when they were asking kids like after the show like what do you think and I guess a kid was like well what hap- if if donkey turns into a a horse what happens to dragon i guess this is the the answer they gave is that right matt other way around yeah it's yeah it wasn't that the kids asked the writer what donk what drag would turn into okay well that's what i meant to say i mean yeah if maybe i said it backwards but yeah that's what i meant was that the kids were asking mm-hmm. yeah. the directors or writers or whomever uh like if donkey turns into a horse what happens to dragon and this is the answer they gave pegasus yeah. A, not just a, peg, a talking Pegasus. Talking Pegasus. That would be Donkey's like true love or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and that 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 explains it. So it's still a horse, but a flying one. Yeah. And I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, um, who would uh, who would voice Dragon? You think? I was gonna I was gonna ask that as well. Um, hmm. It would have to be like a celebrity, right? Holly yeah. Berry. It's yeah, a good choice. Probably. I was gonna say like uh, Selma Hayek. Hmm. Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> see her doing it. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dragging out. <laughs> well, what if it's like like uh, like um, Heather Locklear, like a reunion with him and Mike Myers or something? Maybe yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I would think. You would want to do something for Eddie Murphy. Or sorry, Heather Graham is what I was thinking of. Yeah, it would have to be someone who was like at their height of their fame in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that is all I have. Uh, okay. There were other, you know, other things that trivia that just popped up on the x-ray where things like Shrug's face is so expressive that because it has 218 working muscles in it, although it is CGI. Okay, thanks. Thanks, trivia. I also, um, this is my last thing, uh, this, I didn't actually see this when I watched it, but I'm looking at it now. Um, just before Donkey passes out, he yells, I'm coming, Elizabeth. This is what Fred Sanford used to say on Sanford and Son every time he feigned a heart attack. Oh, okay. A, it's, it's a TV show from 1972. What a deep cut for a family animated movie. Well, I mean, granted, I guess that would be less of a deep cut in 18 years ago. But, I guess, but like, I, I bet if I asked my mom, did you ever watch Sanford and Son? She'd be like, what are you talking about? It was a pretty famous show. Like, I mean. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a pretty famous show. I, I don't even know about it. It was so. back whenever it was a monoculture. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess Fiona's burp during the dinner party sequence was not scripted. <laughs> Apparently, when Cameron Diaz was recording her line, she was drinking Coca-Cola and I guess that burp was uh, spontaneous. And then mm. uh, I don't know if they were recording together or what, but I guess in response, Eddie Murphy ad-libbed the line, she's even nastier than you. <laughs> so I thought that was a fun mm. little piece of trivia. That is fun, yeah. 
I always assumed that that moment was was fake, like very scripted, because I was like, it probably isn't even Cameron Diaz burping, but that's funny. That it <laughs> so I also only have a couple notes. Um, the first one is that the musical transition from Funky Town to the fanfare at the beginning is like abrupt and honestly, in my opinion, kind of bad. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever paid uh, attention to that. I I don't know. There's like that weird like. 15 second lull where it's like they're kind of matching like where yeah. it's like they're trying to do that da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's like a yeah, little weird yeah that's what I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very odd I don't think um, I've ever consciously noted it but I'm thinking I'm playing it back in my head and I know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about uh, we must have been watching the movie five times because we're all starting to be able to replay <laughs> bits of it yeah um, oh, while we're speaking of music I wanted yeah. to say one of my notes, and I wanted to see sure. how you guys feel about this. Uh, I feel like the credits for this movie are worse than the first movie. Like, not talking like uh, like the end credit thing or anything like that. I'm just talking the credits proper. And I think it's because the holding off a hero cover by Frofro. Man, you guys have just taken all my... I only took, like, four notes, oh, and you guys that each you took notes one too? of them. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I think it's a really bad cover. Like, I I'm see. sorry. To I have a no, my last note is credits version of I Need a Hero sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it put the damper on, because, like, the movie's, like, probably at its peak in, like, its last, like, oh, 15 yeah. or 20 yeah, like, minutes. It ends with them all, the freeze frame of them jumping, and it goes from living la vida loca to, like, a garbage cover of uh, need a he- holding out for a hero. Who does that cover? I'm actually not sure, but it's just it's wild to me because it's like the version in the movie is so good. Yeah, which uh, Jennifer Saunders did sing herself. Uh, that's another nice. trivia is that she sings all of her own songs in the film. A true fairy godmother. Uh, fru fru. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just you're just naming the band, but just just saying <laughs> "fruit fruit" without any like, like out of context. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny to me. I'm sorry. Uh, my other, I only have two other notes. Uh, one is that I think in in like a good animation acting moment, um, whenever Shrek and Fiona get out of the onion and all of the town, like the music stops, the bird flies into the wall and everyone's just staring at them. And then it cuts back to just Shrek and Fiona standing there. Shrek's face is like a, a very good look of like annoyed vindication. Like he like looks satisfied that he's, he was right. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a, I was like, Oh, that's a good artistic Whoever, like, animated that did a good job. Yeah. I think... Uh, I was going to say, like, throughout the franchise in general, I just think, in terms of the animation, I think some of the best stuff is just Shrek's facial reactions. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Uh, And then my final note is just that the... I never noticed before this viewing, uh, in the Fairy Godmother's first song, the joke they make about the for a good for a happily ever after call Fiona on the bathroom wall. Like, oh, wow, that's like a that's a surprisingly crude joke. Like even for these movies, I thought. Yeah. But yeah. That's funny. I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's what the uh, bureau or the the wardrobe says. Oh, okay. It's like put your name on the bathroom wall for happily ever ever call 
Fiona. Mm-hmm. Fiona call. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. it. Yes. I thought you were saying it's a, I thought you were saying it was a visual, like somebody wrote uh, no. graffiti, like Fiona's in a bathroom or something, and someone graffiti uh, on the wall or something. <laughs> no, not that. Yeah. I, I I noted that nobody takes care of the fish, the dead fish. You know, all the Shrek's yeah. friends are hanging out at his house watching. The, and then, right. Uh, well, they're dead by that point. They were dead when you first see them. <laughs> right, but you you mean like when they're watching Nights on the Magic Mirror? Yeah. And they're just like they're just they had never cleaned out the bowl. They're just both still they're dead. Both dead, and then the, the, one of the blind mice chucks a drumstick in there, and I and I didn't notice it before, but. Um, I don't know why I never actually picked up on this because probably because I wasn't watching with subtitles. But um, Gingy wants to watch Wheel of Torture. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I never turn on Wheel of Torture. <laughs> Another fun thing about Amazon X-Ray is that in the scene where they're storming the castle, the uh, the voice actor for Gingy and Mondo, and uh, he he's basically credited three times simultaneously on X-Ray. Yeah. Uh, Conrad Vernon, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conrad who's Vernon. one of the directors of the film, as well as the mm. director of Sausage Party and the recent Adams Family films. Nice. Shrek 2 from the director of Sausage Party. <laughs> well, one of the directors, at least, yeah. I just, I just think that's funny that he... that Sausage Party is so vile as a film. Yeah. Um, a how film? many jokes do you think that were in Sausage Party that got cut from Shrek 2? <laughs> uh, maybe a few. Yeah, I could see. He's that. like, I, mean, I want to have Shrek do whatever, and then like, you can't do that. It's a kids' movie. I don't know, but so I, sat I, on it. <laughs> I haven't been able Jeez, to confirm like, this, but I remember vividly reading in a magazine at like Rite Aid while I was waiting for my mom to get something. Like there was like you know, like the, the other like magazine racks. Mm-hmm. Um, that just I don't know if they still do anymore, but I remember like waiting for my mom to get something, and I was flipping through some. I don't know, it was like People Magazine or something, but I remember they were like doing like a big thing about Shrek 2 and they had uh, like these trivia things. I remember they said that initially they were thinking about making Shrek 2 like the first DreamWorks PG-13 film, like really pushing the comedy more for like adults because it's like, you know, about, you know, like the story itself is more adult. Yeah. It has more adult things. And I guess they were debating like, can we just make this like, you know, grow up the franchise, you know, like in the way yeah. like, kind of like the Harry Potter movies kind of get go from mm-hmm. like PG, PG-13. That's an interesting alternate timeline. But uh, I guess, you know, Jeff Katzenberg is like, absolutely not. Because he's like, <laughs> we need all those dollars, baby. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. But I haven't been able to find that uh, piece of trivia since. So I don't know if that's just something I made up in my brain, but I think that was in- if it's true, it's interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. One random line in... Uh, this film that made me chuckle a decent bit is uh, during the dinner scene uh, when uh, Queen, the Queen, is just like, well, let's not sit here with our tummies rubbing. Dig in. There's uh, the point where Donkey like immediately just goes, uh, don't mind if I do, Lillian. Uh, <laughs> like, I just think it's funny that like he doesn't say like, don't mind if I do your highness. He goes, he, he's immediately on like first name basis yeah. <laughs> with her. I mean, that's what Donkey does the whole movie, right? He just kind of inserts himself into mm-hmm. everybody's inner circle. Right. But uh, like, wouldn't he even like learn her name? <laughs> right. <laughs> I also wrote that um, I think John Cleese's voice performance in this is quite good. I've, I've noticed that before, but I, I feel like it's worth pointing out that I think John Cleese, you know, talented actor, mm-hmm. problematic man, but talented actor. Is uh, Cleese problematic? Yeah. 
he uh, has some hot political takes as of late. He has. Uh, he's in that same camp of like I don't know what it is about like British performers when they turn sixty, where it's just like they have thoughts about trans people and they need to like uh, let everyone know about them. I don't know if it's about trans people in particular, just more about like political correctness. Yeah, sure. Uh, he just got like his Twitter page is all just like and other thing about cancel culture and it's just like mm. come on, dude, just like. He's doing that Todd Phillips thing, which is like, oh, it's illegal to be funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like he spends. He, it's like almost like Ricky, Ricky Gervais for just kind of just like, how about instead of just like talking about how you can't be funny, why don't you just try to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> like why, why? Like why spend so much time complaining? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember he like did like some speaking engagement where he was like in a panel with like Jim Gaffigan. And I forget who else, but like he was like saying some like weird race stuff, and even like Jim Gaffigan was just like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, stop this!" Jeez. Like, yeah, even like you know, mild mannered Jim Gaffigan was just kind of like, "You need right. to calm down, John Cleese." <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, speaking of John Cleese, I I wrote that frog has a soul patch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just <laughs> that he really, does. <laughs> like just during his like big heartfelt speech to Fiona, I just kept looking at his soul patch and being like, "That frog has a soul patch." Because uh, I guess they thought the kids would have forgotten that that was the king. So, nah, I like, think it's just design choice. Oh, you okay, know? I, I, just, I just think it's funny. That it's like I imagine you're just like, "All right, design the frog. We'll give him a little crown, of course, of course. He is a king." But it's like, is that enough? Do they? Do you think they'll get that's the king? I mean, it's like, well, his voice is coming out it's the same as before. I think it's like, well, just to hedge our bets, why don't we give him a little soul patch? <laughs> uh, and then I also wrote that the big bad wolf rocks the mandolin during the living the. I noticed living, that too this time. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, living the vida loca. Yeah, I guess this movie received a U rating in the UK, which is basically like G. Uh, but I guess apparently some quote uptight parents got upset about it because the movie uses the word bloody, which in the UK is like basically a swear, you know? Really? Yeah. 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 You, you didn't know that they got upset or you didn't know that bloody was a swear. Bloody was a swear. Oh yeah. Bloody is like basically a swear in the UK. I figured it was just like Like, friggin'. Well, like there's like Sunday, bloody Sunday. It's like basically like Mm -hmm. saying like Sunday, damn Sunday, you Mm know? Um, so it's basically like, you know, if, if there was like a kid's film, you know, like Toy Story or whatever, and it was rated G mm-hmm. and then like whatever, like Buzz or Buzz or Woody was just like, damn it, Woody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Huh. <laughs> so I guess in the, uh, you know, with the scene with Big Bad Wolfer, the, they're reading the magazine in Fiona's place and mm-hmm. they have uh, Pork Illustrated. Yes. Apparently in the trailers and the promotional materials for the film, they edit it so that's the new porker instead of the New Yorker. Uh, and I think that's a better joke. Like, I think they should have just kept it to the new porker because Pork Illustrated isn't even that clever. No, no. Yeah, I like Pork Illustrated because it goes with the visual element of the, the pig lounging in the sun or whatever. Okay. See, I prefer the new porker. I like both jokes. I think they're both fine. I just I, I think the new porker is a little bit more clever than Pork Illustrated. Boys. Stop fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Banderas, I guess, in addition to voicing Puss in Boots in the American version of the film, or English language film, I mean, he, I guess, was also the voice Ah. of Puss in Boots in the Spanish and Latin American versions of this film. Very nice. Which is interesting. So I guess the Pixies reunited to do a song together for this film, which was, uh, I think, Bam Talk. 
Uh, but I guess, you know, because I know that at one point Weezer was supposed to do the opening song and I, I guess it didn't fit. And I guess the Pixies song that they did was going to be a replacement, but they also went with Counting Crows. But rather than Chuck the song, that song that the Pixies did ended up being the song that helped uh, inaugurate the European version of iTunes. Huh. So how about that? How about um, that? On the note of music, the uh, Accidentally in Love, before watching the movie, I went grocery shopping this morning and that song was playing at Target and I was surprised. No. Oh. Uh, so I guess the, the cover of um, Changes in this film is by Butterfly Boucher. I do not like it. Okay. Well, I, I don't get why they have Bowie there. It's like, well, just use the original. Like, well, that's the thing is I was going to say, I guess apparently uh, it was just going to be him or Butterfly or whatever. But David Bowie was so impressed with this rendition that he wanted to provide backup vocals for it. Well, David Bowie also liked the film Warcraft, so... <laughs> well, Warcraft was made by his son. I was say his son made it. Yes. <laughs> like, that's like ripping on a dad for hanging up his kid's drawing on the fridge. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. That's, it's, it's his job to like it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, that's like saying, like, yeah, well, my dad liked the game where I lost in Little League. And it's just like, well. Yeah, yeah. I, um, he had to like it. Sorry, I, just, I, I saw my opportunity. I went for it. <laughs> I mean, That's also, good, I mean, like, David Bowie was, you know, dying. stricken with cancer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, yeah, like, um, uh, Duncan Jones, like, the last thing that David Bowie said to me is that my movie sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a, a downer. Uh, I guess uh, this film, uh, for Larry King, is the first time he voiced uh, a character other than himself in animated film or TV show. I was yeah. wondering about that. Because usually when you hire the king... They just yeah, uh, you get the king. Yeah, well, you do get the king, but I guess the, you people just get like they just wanted to play Larry King like in B mm-hmm. movie. But he's like, come on, guys, let me uh, branch out. I need I mean, to play a different character. character. I want to uh, play a stepsister. <laughs> come on, be original here. Let me do something. I like the idea that it was his idea. <laughs> yeah, he like. I'd, I'd like to play one of the evil stepsisters. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I picture it. Larry King runs a bar. He's like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I should be one of the stepsisters. <laughs> no, I want to want to have my mug. I want to be a broad. <laughs> 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 so apparently this is the second film in Australian cinema cinematic history to gross more than $50 million. The first was Titanic. Uh, okay. And this is the one that I didn't realize, but I was curious about with you guys. Um, so apparently Shrek's human form is supposed to mimic or like it's made to look like, uh, Mike Myers, Hmm. but like, I don't, don't, he doesn't look like Mike Myers to me. No. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I get that. Like, you know, these are, you know, uh, early 2000s graphics mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know I feel like it just looks like Bruce Campbell <laughs> uh, but on the topic of Mike Myers uh, I wanted to say uh, well two things um, one uh, Matt uh, you, you yeah. didn't get a chance to mention this last time so I wrote a special note mm. uh, you got to meet the star of the film and his oh. lovely bride <laughs> Uh, last month, uh, do you want to tell us that story? 
I mean, I didn't meet them, but uh, I was I was at the Renaissance Fair, uh, and there was a couple dressed up as Shrek and Fiona. Very, very good costumes. Um, and I, I, excuse me, I'm sorry, I took a video. Um, did you scream? I did. I screamed uh, for Shrek. Was I said <laughs> Shrek? Was, was the makeup better than Regis on the Shrek? Uh, when Shrek did the uh, dressed up as Shrek. <laughs> My profile it's not quite that Twitter. good. <laughs> uh, yeah, not quite that good, but so that's it. That's all the story you have. I, mean, I wish I had more to say, but yeah, no. I mean, I just saw oh, okay. them there. I'm sorry. All right. Well, disappoint. and then I guess uh, just uh, as a final thing, I was going to say that uh, it's worth mentioning that Shrek is back, at least uh, on Netflix. Because yes. he made a cameo in the Pentaveri. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the newest project from Mike Myers. I think the first thing he's done creatively as a writer, you know, creator and star. Uh, so since, he wrote uh, it. He, he yeah, like, he's the writer of it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and he plays seven parts. Well, eight if you count Shrek. Um, <laughs> this is like loosely a spinoff of So I Married an Axe Murderer. Because like there's a scene in that where Mike Myers character, uh, he plays like a character based on his dad who talks about the Pentaveret. So that means that we officially have with the crossover of Shrek and So I Marry an Axe Murderer, the MCU, of course, being <laughs> the Myers Cinematic Universe or well, it's about time MMCU frankly. if you want to do the Mike Myers Cinematic Universe. Well, does that so, include the Halloween movies? Uh, maybe in the uh, the next uh, project of his. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like I feel like they can be wrapped in there. They just haven't crossed over yet. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I I know Matt, you haven't watched the Pentaveri yet. You're planning to, I guess. Um, I, I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. Um, I will say, having watched all of it, uh, you know, very hit and miss. But I think the parts <laughs> of work are actually pretty charming, and it it was just nice to see. My dad doing his thing again, playing multiple <laughs> characters. There's definitely a an, an, uh, deliberate Dr. Strange love feel to this one that's fun. I love how much of a budget he got for this, and it's just nice to see a really big, high-concept, goofy comedy again. You know, it's like kind of becoming a lost art. Nice. So, you know, I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement per se, but, you know, it was better than I anticipated, but also, like, you know, not like an amazing... Uh, mm-hmm accomplishment i already am kind of forgetting about it after having watched it mm-hmm. but chris you've seen three and a half episodes i guess at this point it's it's amusing um i think the funniest joke so far is when they go to america for the first time mm-hmm. and everybody in the bar is cursing and swearing and then it cuts away to a netflix executive saying like oh let's edit that down to be a little more family friendly and then they play the scene again without all the swears yeah. but the way that the the way the that the language is. is constructed, it's like even more right. graphic and crude without the <laughs> efforts. Yeah. Uh, the, Just because the, the, yeah. the way the lines get cut together without the swearing it makes it turns it into like an extreme, like a uh, uh, orally a very graphic sex. Right. Um, there's a callback to that in the last episode. I won't give it away uh, for you or for Matt, but uh, that scene in particular is like very, very Austin Powersy. Yeah, mm. yeah, that uh, sounds very Austin Powers. I think all the a lot of the, like I said before, a lot of the humor is low hanging fruit. It's it, you're not gonna really get any surprises in terms of the punchlines, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 got a charm to it. It's nice to kind of like step back and uh, 
and just kind of watch something that's that's fun and goofy without really any strings attached, so to speak. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as like Netflix content goes, I think it's it's There's, they've done a lot worse. Certainly, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's like it's kind of middle of the road, but like compared to certainly the last thing he did, which is the Love Guru, which terrible film. I mean, did like, he write that? Yes. Okay. Took him eight years to write that. <laughs> I remember oh, that. Boy. <laughs> and I remember also going to the Dollar Theater to see that and not laughing once. Like I remember vividly <laughs> being like, "This is like." The first comedy I can ever remember seeing where I didn't laugh at anything. Like, nothing was funny to me. And I remember being mad, like, I was shorted of a dollar because I got nothing from the experience. And also just being, like, completely disheartened by Mike Myers doing something so disappointing. So Mm -hmm. certainly a much better experience than that. I got quite a few chuckles from this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's a decent thing. Nice. But, uh, oh, wait. Do you guys guys hear that? Oh, yeah, I think he's coming. I think he's coming. Hello. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> what? Happy second 18th birthday, you big green fighting machine. What? It's not every day that you turn 18 again, so we wanted to get together and throw you a big surprise party to celebrate you becoming a man again or something. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we love you, bud, and you deserve to have the shrekiest day of your dang stinky life. Now, who wants some cupcakes? Cupcakes? Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, Sh- Shrek, are, are you okay? Onions! Guys, what's happening? Ogres! I think something's wrong. Swamp! I think Shrek's malfunctioning. Do we, do we reset him? Donkey. Guys, it, it's fine. I'm sure he's just a little... Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Do I make you randy? Alright, call 911. Swing! Guys, I think I know what's happening here. Shrek's having a mental breakdown because time is repeating itself, and Shrek can't handle the ramifications of time being cyclical rather than linear. It goes against the very foundation of how he perceives the space-time continuum, and he's collapsing under the weight of his own shatter conscious. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Why must I be surrounded by frickin' idiots? Shrek, there's no need to be it rude. We're just trying to help. Hey, I'm no one's messenger boy, all right? I'm a delivery boy. What? What does that even mean? Get in my belly! Oh god, we're gonna die! Not again! Get in my belly! Matt, do something! Get in my belly! What am I supposed to do? Ah! Matt, do something now! Did you kill him? Uh. I don't think so. I probably just knocked him out. But we should wrap this up because we need to get Shrek out of here before he wakes up again and tries to eat our heads off. Again. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're uh, getting rid of this uh, lumbering Shrek here, I guess we better wrap this up. So uh, I'm Will. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And remember, kids. It ain't ogre. Till it's ogre. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. So much to do, so much to see, 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 so much to do, so much to see.